2: to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
5: We're here. Happy opening day of the National Football League season. It was a long slog. We're here. We're at halftime. We saw real-life football. We saw touchdowns. We saw touchdowns get called back. We saw the resurrection of a long fantasy deceased player return, like it's the return of the walking dead. All in all, a very Adequate first half of football between the Chiefs and the Texans at halftime right now. And after falling behind 7-0, the Chiefs do what, well, we watched the Chiefs do all last year. They score 17 in the second quarter. Patrick Mahomes throws two touchdowns. He's got 130 yards passing on the night. Watkins has 50 yards receiving. So does Kelsey. They both have touchdowns. And Mike, you know, there's a lot to get to off of this. But first of all, I want to say, football is back. And on the field, the game is not quite as sloppy as I thought it was going to be. Now, clearly, there's some mis- a lot of missed tackles, right? And and, and you well, see that throughout the first half. But you expect missed tackles. This is not, I thought it was going to be overly sloppy. There'd be a lot of missed receivers, a lot of uh, missed holes for running backs. But there's been a decent amount of offense. We see you know, we, we see teams that they're going up and down the field. And yes, the one thing I can say is there have been missed tackles. But week one, there are always missed tackles because players aren't used to hitting as often mm-hmm. as they are. I'm kind of surprised. Not nearly as, as ugly as I thought it was going to be. Well, and
6: even the tackling, I don't think it was as egregious as I, I had anticipated it to be. I mean, obviously you had the one completion to Aikens where he made a good juke and you saw the linebacker in coverage go sliding out of your screen like he was Chris Collinsworth coming in. By the way, that sucks. That that COVID took that away from me. But, you know, oh, yeah, the- <laughs> as, as <laughs> you all of social media. Slide mad in mad that that slide-in uh, got taken away. But, you know, what, overall... in taking their shots, and we've seen a couple of drop passes. You know, Will Fuller as a number one, we had the cautionary tale, raising my hand, okay, he can run free when DeAndre Hopkins is there, but now you've got to find new open receivers, find someone that goes into that slot, right, and commands that type of respect as he did. But we'll see as the second half just gets underway. underway. We saw a lot of Clyde. Edwards Hilaire, trying to merge all sorts of words together here. But all in all, you know, a couple of missed calls by the uh, officials, leaving me confused at times. But what else is new? Uh, but it is one of 256. So I'm celebrating every down, every decision, and, and every one of these. Hey, aren't the bear? I mean, if, if I had a nickel for everyone, either in my mentions, on my timeline, or direct text messages, aren't you sad you have Trubisky? You know what? All of you can go blank yourselves. Okay? I'm well, riding with Mitch.
5: Let's go. According to Dan Patrick today, you almost had Tom Brady in the offseason, which we actually talked about we a did. few months ago. He said that. Had a long you time almost ago. had Tom Brady. Oh, it was so close. Uh, but this game, clearly, w- w- when you watch, it's about more than football. And, and we're watching, we're going to get to the fan aspect of this coming up in a couple of minutes because that's been the real interesting uh, part of the first half, as well as the football on the field. But when you start a game, And we watched the national anthem. We watched only one player kneel, and players were arm in arm. And then a moment of unity was called, where the teams got together in the middle of the field, locked arms for a moment of silence. And Chiefs fans decided they were going to boo the moment of unity. Take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, please join us in a moment of silence dedicated to the ongoing fight for equality in our country. Okay, so players are getting together. You can hear it. Thank you. Listen to the Chiefs fans boo a moment of unity. Okay? First of all, the PA announcer asked for a moment of silence, and and fans couldn't even do that. I want to boo a moment of unity we're all trying to get to be together on this and it's moments like this when i see this and i go man all the strides we make in our country we are absolutely nowhere i mean we're booing a moment of unity well, can i raise is, can i
6: raise my hand on this though were they not booing the the texans running onto the field because they no, didn't they come out until the, the, the end of the national they came anthem out after
5: the national anthem and now they were going to the middle of the field and then when they announced it then you could hear the booing going so, that, that booing would have existed continually over the Texans coming out of the lock because they came out of the locker room staying inside for the national anthem, which you're going to see many teams, I think, decide to do this year. Uh, it's going to be all over the place what, what teams decide to do. They, stay in, they come out, and then you hear the announcement, and when the players get together in the middle of the field, that's when you can hear the booing start. And I, I really, I don't know how you boo a moment of unity. This is just, hey, we're all in this together. And, and NFL players want everybody to know, hey, let's all, let's all figure this out together. Let's do it. We're together. We're showing you that we're together with our, uh, our opponents that we're getting together. Nobody mentioned Black Lives Matter. Nobody mentioned anything that, was, that, that could be divisive for whatever reason. Nobody mentioned rioting. Nobody men- No, no, it was just let's get together for a moment of unity. And the fans booed and fans booed a moment of union. Now, I am hoping that this is just Kansas City only, and if other things like this happen throughout the weekend in college football and pro football, we get a more human response to it, because I, I don't understand how it's a moment of union. They're not. It's, it's like the PA announcer said, and uh, we'd like you to get together and uh, uh, cheer, because we're giving the Texans an extra touchdown, uh, because, you know, we're the champions and everything, so we're going to give them an extra seven points. Watch it be put up on the board, uh, the scoreboard right there. Everybody cheer for us right now. They didn't have, They said, let's have a moment the Silence. And no, no, no. We got a boo, and you can already tell that the noise is being manipulated by NBC broadcasting this game because you hear how loud it is when the crowd is yelling, and there's no way you can tell me a quarter seat, a quarter filled stadium is making that kind of noise. But when here's the booing going on, suddenly it's it's low and it's it's a droning sound. Uh, so you can't tell me that all the sound we're hearing tonight is natural. That's the big. That's the big takeaway right there. But the the moment. Of the moment of unity, I, I don't know how you boo that. I really don't know how you, you, you function on, on a daily basis. And you walk and say, nope, I'm going to boo this moment of unity. I want the players to just play for me, and that's it. That's it. It's like I'm, I'm King Nero. I am, I am, I am Joaquin Phoenix in, uh, in Gladiator. And you, you're out here, and you're fighting for my uh, purposes. And I put a thumbs up or a thumbs down, whatever I feel. I mean, I, I don't understand how you boo a moment of unity. I, I really just don't.
6: Still leaves me perplexed. I probably watched the clip I was in the uh, car en route to the studio uh, trying to get here ahead of kickoff and heard it on on the radio. so I didn't have the visual lined up at that point. I'm like, are they booing? Are they groaning? What, what is going on? And then immediately upon getting here, in addition to watching the Lakers finish off the the rockets today, sat in and started watching that video and, and all the different feeds and people putting it up and folks commenting from the stadium. I I just don't know what possesses people. I was all excited that you had 16,000-plus in the stands, right? The great social experiment of having people in the stands as you get the NFL season underway. And now we have this massive thumbing thumbing the nose and and controversy flowing out of it. I I can't wait to hear what the players say in the post for certain. Uh, You'll have a number of players that I'm sure will either – in press availability or on their own social media accounts uh give their understanding and accounts of what transpired during that but uh just disheartening and a recognition that you know we have a long way to go and 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 again trying to figure out you know timing right of the the texans and and noise and and all of those kind of things overlapping because If it's truly 100% the booing of the moment of unity, uh, I'll just put my head in my hands and and just uh, start shaking my head once again. You
5: know, honestly, what I thought, I got really nervous for for a couple of seconds because I thought this booing is loud. Are the players going to walk back to the locker room? Like I could see Mahomes and Watson looking at each other going, let's go back to the locker rooms. I really, I, I, for a second I thought I would not be surprised if the players did that they come out after all this here we are we're getting ready to play we're going through everything we've had to we've sacrificed for COVID we've stayed together to try to make sure we play an NFL season everything is going you have seen players have, keep low profiles in training camp all of this and a moment of unity we can't get people to just sit there and, and say hey I understand what you're going through we're all in this together and that's what it is it's a moment of unity that's what it was it just, just acknowledge hey we're all in this together and and that's what it is i really i for a second i thought I, I can see them all going back i can see them going back into their locker rooms and and no one know what was going on and it was hey you know what this is this is something that I, we we can't start the season like this we can't start the season with a moment of unity and and, and the fans just boo us while we're, while we're getting together for it uh, Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico studios. I mean, it's sometimes I feel like we're just absolutely nowhere.
6: Spinning wheels at, at oh, times, uh, as it would appear. But the the, the whole thing with the
5: fans. Now, now, the fans at the game, there are so many interesting avenues about this. Because right away, it didn't feel odd to me seeing the fans at the game Seated where they are. You know, they're seated far apart. Mm-hmm. We're hearing them. We're seeing them. It's not cardboard cutouts. Yeah, you could say, boy, you don't really see an NFL game where, fan, where that many fans are there unless it's the fourth quarter of a preseason game or it's a college football game that's a blowout. But, I, but for me, just seeing the fans in the stands and hearing the natural crowd sound, even if it you know, was. Well, it's or all going it to get boosted. boosted. We know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even if we, it still seemed normal. It, it, it was normal, it was really the moment of unity that I think kept, kept me and a lot of people off balance from the beginning, but it seemed like a pretty normal uh, a, a thing. The one thing that was abnormal is that did you notice we're not getting shots of the fans? We're not getting shots of the fans in the stands because the last thing the NFL wants is to see people in the stands that aren't social distancing, that aren't wearing masks, that are too close to each other, and that's going to ruin it for any team that wants to have fans come to their games. So notice how we're not seeing the fans. There's not a lot. And now, maybe in the last couple minutes there have been, but the whole first half, how many cutaways the fans did you see? None. There was nothing because they don't want to show you how fans are reacting. Now, and I'm, I'm trying to follow on social media, and, you know, that's, that's difficult that's impossible because you get some people saying hey, the fans! I see the fans in the stands and they're doing the right thing. Some people say oh, fans aren't wearing masks and they're screaming so that's really impossible to tell right now but just the fact that we didn't get to see the fans tells me the NFL knows this could be a pretty bad optic. So while it could be a bad optic seeing them, hearing them, it was pretty normal for me. I mean, how did you feel watching and hearing the fans? Okay, this this feels like an NFL game.
6: Well, you know, when you look and they pan out and you've got the wide shot of the fans, it looks like everybody's on the field for uh, their warm-ups about an hour before you've ever gone and, and or if you watch the sunday morning preview shows we go live to kansas city let's hear what's going on in arrowhead And you've got a bunch of people kind of meandering behind that's kind of what it looks like <laughs> at times that you're anticipating that but you know the pumped in sound fully anticipated that uh on radio they were selling oh wow those sixteen thousand are loud it's like okay don't don't uh, don't try to fool me there, Kurt Warner. I'm not buying that. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea that, you know, you've got people in the crowd. I've been advocating it all the way. I, I'm curious to see what the procedure is that they went through. My understanding is that you couldn't be in a group bigger than six or at least that was what was being discussed earlier right. in the week. I'm not sure right. what the final numbers are. So yeah, the last thing you want is to see a cluster of 20 people sitting together. If they didn't actually make tickets available that way, although you know who who knows what the protocols were. If you have a season ticket holder waives enough money, you might say, hey, "All right, bring your whole crowd in, and then we'll we'll start distancing and and sorting out the seats thereafter." But I I, I like the the thought of getting people in the stands i know what what do we have one or two more games this weekend that'll have some some fan attendance and hopefully we we find the best practices and protocols to where that can expand obviously it takes a lot to work with your local jurisdiction the the mayor the the governor and everybody to kind of take a long hard look at this but trying to give it some semblance of normalcy. It's a word that might be overused in this time, but you know what? I'm taking it. The NFL arrived on time.
5: (laughs) Uh, And let me just say this, because this is maybe the most important thing we're going to say all night, that I will say all night. Yeah. Earlier today, Mike Harmon trying to figure out his fantasy lineup, you know, texted me for my thoughts on one of his positions, just like I do with, with, with you all the time. Hey, what do you think about this? You said to me, do I play Anthony Miller or... Do I play McCole Hardman? Well, and but I it was said, me. No, oh, no, no.
6: Yeah, but it was me also just saying, look, I got yeah. Bear in the mix, so I've got to raise my hand on this.
5: But I said, no, no, no. Miller's the guy. I like Miller. No, no. You don't want to play Hardman. And Hardman right now, one catch for six yards. Yeah, buddy. One for one. I am 100% fantasy advice so far this season in the national football. There you go. One for one. Boom.
6: Your leader on the board, Sammy Watkins, six for 63 and a (laughs) score. Although
5: uh, now making a big run added Clyde the Glide is is just in the end zone for a touchdown. His first of the game. He now is up to 102 yards rushing and a score. Clyde Edwards Hilaire making everybody who riskily drafted him in the first round of their fantasy leagues because I got to take the running back of the Chiefs in the first (laughs) round, don't I? Uh, Making everybody look really smart right now. 12 for 102 and a touchdown, and the Chiefs are now out 24-7 over the Texans in the third quarter, midway through the third quarter. I'll tell you, Mike, for a... uh, uh, you know for for an opening game I, you know Bill O'Brien had a good first quarter I mean he was thumping his chest going yeah the trade worked David Johnson's in the end zone we're doing great and now it's turned into well what, what the game was like last year well, except but- you know Houston didn't have a big enough
6: lead <laughs> well remember how it started though you had that touchdown pass to Demarcus Robinson that got taken off the board okay fine and then David Johnson you know the guy off the trail, rising like a phoenix in Arizona to steal from Jerry Stiller <laughs> you know his former home uh, comes back He's got two catches for 20 yards but eight for 51 and a score on the ground it was a nifty 19 yard run so you've got that going for you uh but yeah once again you know here's your spotting we'll spot you seven and now we're gonna boat ratio minus nine and a half was the play all day long
5: Twitter at How about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in store or curbside. If you have a job that can wait until tomorrow, AutoZone offers free next day delivery on orders over 35 bucks. Just order by 10 p.m. at AutoZone. Free next day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today. That's That's AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We will, of course, keep you up to date on this game throughout the night. The NFL is back. We made it. Take a deep breath and sit back and go, yes. Uh, why the fans have a big burden on their shoulders at this game tonight between Kansas City and Houston and why tonight really might not be a great sports night in the city of Houston at all because it's not just about what's going on in the NFL. Uh, That's coming up next. Keep it right here. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon.
3: This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Do you love Selena?
3: Like, really love?
1: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
0: And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Where three thirteen to go in the third quarter, opening night of the NFL. I hope you're wearing your radio tuxedo and real good, feeling good. I don't mean like like an eyes wide shut tuxedo party. I mean just like a normal Winston Wolf. while you wearing a tuxedo at, at six o'clock in the morning? Type I'll, I'll party. tell you
6: what, though, I've been yeah. changing channels in the morning mm-hmm. as I'm up. You know, I walk <laughs> the dog and the girls are getting ready for school, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, there's eyes wide shut on my television. Wow! Really? Yeah, yeah they're showing the look. morning, morning hours, man. Wow! I mean, I, crazy. Look, I mean, because hey, of the masks, I guess. I don't know. Oh, maybe all. Hey, oh, look, hey, it's hey, Halloween. Listen,
5: wow. listen, hey, eyes wide shut was wow. way. They were twenty years ahead of wearing masks. All
6: right, hey, don't bad, need to social thing. distance. Yeah, but, but you, you got to cover masks. your mouths, not your eyes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, reverse the mask.
5: <laughs> yeah, let's say, hey, Eyes Wide Shut taught us in 1999 to wear masks, okay? So that, that's what it was. Uh, and then See, now that movie has a whole new different meaning.
6: Yeah, An there's no question about it. <laughs> uh, Chiefs with the football, they lead
5: the Texans 24-7. to A couple of running back drama things to mention, first of all. First, let's talk about David Johnson. Sure. Okay, Because, uh, you know, I love the, the overreaction that social media has to a football game and, and one play is amazing. Now, David Johnson had a couple of nice runs sure. to start the game. Uh, you know, showed a little bit of, of he looked a little bit more spry and better than he's looked in a long time. Had that jump to him. And then this touchdown run that put the first score of the season on the board, everybody goes crazy about David Johnson. Let's hear it.
3: Handoff, Johnson, right side, 15, breaking a tackle, 10 to the 5, to the pylon. He's in! Touchdown, David Johnson! Welcome to the Texans!
5: Texas Radio Network on the call. It was, oh, David Johnson's back. They won the trade. I can hear the hot takes right now. Bill O'Brien really was correct. And if you if you listen to the show, I never really said it was a bad trade for DeAndre Hopkins. But look at Bill O'Brien. He knew what he was doing. So he said one carry. They're up 7 nothing in the first quarter. It was, yeah, uh, the Texans have won the trade. David Johnson is back to being a superstar. It's awesome. And what has happened since? Well, outside of that run, David Johnson's night has been pretty pedestrian. He has seven other carries for you <laughs> 28 yards so he's averaging about 4 yards a carry and now he is getting his wrist looked at on the sideline he is out of the game right now and that's the thing about David Johnson too is his inability to stay healthy It's it's it sucks because seeing him run it was oh my goodness maybe David Johnson can be back at this but really it's about more than just one carry and, 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 and seeing this goes and now David Johnson is sitting there with an injury hopefully he is back in the game but boy you know it's a nice start for him and hopefully he can build on this but you know I know everybody wants to go all overboard with everything. David Johnson. Okay, okay. He had a, he had a nice first quarter. He had a nice first quarter. Everything was okay, but this is still something that you can't just have revisionist history because a guy has a couple of nice runs. I'm hoping he come come back in the game and play well. I don't know that he's going to get a lot of chances to run the football because Houston's going to be throwing the football the rest of the game, being down 17. Uh, but clearly, everybody was out to turn David Johnson back into a super-duper star uh, when after his first touchdown run, Mike Harmon.
6: No, and, and remember, he also had had a, a wrist surgery a couple of years ago that took him out of out of play back in Arizona, so yeah, you hope there's not a recurrence and and something that's a long-standing issue but duke johnson's certainly not a guy that you're running between the tackles and they have no experience on the roster otherwise so now you start looking and some of those veteran running backs that you've been wondering where they'll end up well they may be playing for trader bill here before long uh just as compliments to to what you have given johnson's significant injury history but you know the curiosity in this one as uh, you you talk about the houston play calling is you have got a bunch of burners on the outside will fuller is not a hey catch five yards and, and, and try to make plays i mean yeah he's going to slip one now and again but he's a deep ball receiver and you're not taking shots you got you know brandon brandon cooks on the other side you got kenny stills you got all these burners and you're, you're not throwing the ball downfield you know, when you'd established the run somewhat with David Johnson, would have thought you'd see a, a, a couple of shots right off the play action and and all of those things and, and then it hasn't materialized. And now you've got injuries starting to mount for the KC defensive line. Uh, Alex Okafor is now out for the game and you, you got to figure out how to handle Frank Clark. I mean, at mm-hmm. some point this becomes the all right, I'm going to drag you to the ground and hope they, can, they don't call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on <at> every play.
5: <laughs> so that's there's David Johnson. Hopefully he can come back in and we, we can see him a bit. Uh, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is clearly going to be the breakout guy. Remember, this was the, the case a couple of years ago. Remember when Kareem Hunt had that great opening game against the Patriots? It was all like Kareem Hunt turned into a pretty good player. Uh, Edwards-Hilaire, and it's kind of hard because he, the guy needs a nickname. Right. I mean, look, when you had Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, he was the law firm, oh, which sure. is a great nickname. Absolutely. Now, what can you call Clyde Edwards? Slayer C.E.H. No, that's not good. That's and what that's I've been not calling good. him. C.E.H. That, that, that's a, that's a crappy nickname. I have his nickname. <laughs> I have his nickname and patent pending and he can thank me for it. There is no way that he's not going to be nicknamed the Fresh Prince. Okay, Edwards Hilaire is going to be the Fresh Prince. That's going to be his nickname. Maybe they'll shorten it to just the Prince, but he's going to be the Fresh Prince of Hilaire. So that's going to be – then it's going to be, okay, Fresh Prince, and that's going what people call him. Fresh Prince touchdown. Oh, man, that's awesome. Boy, he's having a big year for me. Dude, I'm so glad I drafted the Fresh Prince in the first round. People are just going to run with it. Fresh Prince, I can see it now. It's, I've, I've come up with it now. I always like that when you see stories, boy, hey, you know, and so-and-so retired. They have this nickname, and it was nicknamed by this sports writer 50 years ago ago, who, oh my goodness, boy, too bad they couldn't monetize it. I'm going to try to monetize it now. Edwards Hilaire, Fresh Prince, that's what people are going to call him.
6: Uh, it's too late. Uh, quick search. You don't live on the internet, so you wouldn't have known, but other folks have uh, beaten you to the punch, buddy. Yeah, but I've, said, but I've said it publicly, though, and I've yeah, tweeted no, no, about no, no. it previously. No, and they've, I, they've, I they've that, blogged right? about it and all this other stuff. No, now, if they, they have, haven't. Now, really? if they haven't uh, gone and tried to trademark, and he hasn't, you know, like Lemon Pepper Lou over there uh lou williams who's now going on and has his people going all over ig and facebook and everything saying don't go trying to put t-shirts up of lemon pepper lou because i'm going to sue you uh now now maybe clyde's got people that have done the same okay well hang on so i'm looking at the
5: latest tweets with hilaire fresh prince in it there's a dude who tweeted about it 30 seconds ago but that's okay because i tweeted about it before that uh the canadian national best ball champions league all right, they don't have a. Don't have a, a I'm just a, saying,
6: I, I did a quick Google search, and there's some fantasy that, so that places that have done this. Uh, I would have you note know, today marks the 30th anniversary of the debut episode of the Fresh Prince Prince of Bel Air.
5: Really, thirty How about years? That well, now that's it. Now it's it. It's 30 years ago today. That that that's, that's what it, it is. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and it's that's also,
6: it uh, you know, Clyde's entry to the national football league and hmm. that and, and i've already seen it in the timelines all you people that said hey don't draft him early I'm like no just saying that you're there's no guarantee that they're going to give a rookie 20 carries in that offense people that's only all. drafted him because
5: <laughs> he was the chiefs running he's the running back of the chiefs and look at that offense that's why it could have been edwards hilaire it could have been anybody that whoever was going to take over damian williams opting out i'm going to draft that guy who i had was damian williams in an auction draft and,
6: I, and and the hammer came down on him right before he opted out. Uh. <laughs> There's $15 of my $200 budget gone. So I I wish he and his family well. Obviously that's a tough decision. For anybody you know coming off the Super Bowl maybe made it a little easier for him but all in all you know all the guys that did opt out what were there about 70 when it was all said and done mm-hmm. uh, I hope their families are doing well and they're and they're okay with their decisions uh, as this season gets underway because I can't imagine that was a very easy thing for any of them to do
5: Jason Smith, show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Uh, We'll keep you updated on what's going on in Kansas City. Fourth quarter, just about to begin, 24-7. Casey with the lead, Houston with the football.
6: Not anymore! Not anymore! We got the arm going back, looking for the downs. No! Hit as he throws. Watson throws a duck. Intercepted, run back inside the Houston 30, where we've got 14-15 to play here. Mm. in regulation
5: they had the ball they don't i i said what chiefs 31 17 last night that's what i said right now like 24 7 yeah i was 41 uh, 24 was mine you may get you know here's the thing is i'm uh, you may wind up being closer with the chiefs because you know they could score three more touchdowns i don't know the Texans is scored no. three more touchdowns <laughs> no. i don't know that that's like
6: this offense right now <laughs> and, and again the injuries have piled up for Kansas City on defense it doesn't matter. Mm, it doesn't man. matter. They're still getting at after Deshaun Watson he doesn't have the time to throw. Finally did take the deep drop and tried to gun it uh to no avail. So uh curiosity for for this Houston Texans team when you don't have that number 1 receiver and separation things tighten up in a hurry.
5: Uh so another big NFL story. We'll we'll let you know what happens with this as it goes on. Um Dak Prescott today found himself in the news after he talked about what he went through this summer. Uh, Prescott did an interview with Graham Bensinger. Uh, that's a, Graham Bensinger, you've seen him. He does interviews with athletes. He's been doing it since he was 19 years old. He had a radio show when he was eight. was like in eighth grade or something like that. And it was a really revealing interview with Dak Prescott in which Dak talked about the emotions he went through this summer and the Mm -hmm. depression that he went through after the suicide of his brother and he talked about how he needed help and the people and the different people that he talked to and friends that helped him and you know the first thing I got to say and look and, and this is a story that's gaining a lot of momentum and it's a really difficult thing to do to admit that you need help for something like depression because there's that stigma that goes along when you admit you need help for, with something that, okay, you're not, you're not mentally strong enough. What do you, what do you need help for? Oh, no, no, so many, I don't need help. I, it's a real difficult thing to do, especially if you are someone that has a high-profile job and being the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is pretty high-profile. It's hard to admit it because uh, you know some people who are, are going to see it as a sign of weakness Meanwhile, that's always the best thing you can do is talk to people if you're feeling depressed. It doesn't need to be, you know, I, I'm depressed about, it doesn't need certain things. It's if you have a general sense of depression, just talking to people are going to help. It doesn't need to be a professional. It, it's it's talking to friends and, and it's talking to people that you trust their opinion. You will always feel better than if you bottle it up and try to carry it with you, and especially something like the suicide of my brother. You know, look, I'm my wife's aunt is a child psychiatrist, and the one thing she has always said to me is that whenever she has patients that have that, that are suicidal or feel that you know they they they, they don't they don't have a, an impetus to go on living, one of the things you that they that she says people always say is that if you do something if you kill yourself, your family and your friends will never get over it. Right, because sometimes if you're at that point where you're thinking about killing yourself, then you know that that means you don't really have you, you're not thinking about how you feel. But maybe if you start feeling about other people, how they feel, it will get you to change your mind. And that's always the one thing. And you see, here's Dak Prescott dealing with his brother's death and how it affects him, and how you got you have to carry that every single day. Five minutes probably don't go by that he doesn't think about his brother. I mean, this is just, this is just natural. This is how anybody would go, would go through it. I, I, I go through my life. There's not, there's not f- four hours that pass but without me thinking about my mom who died right before Zoe was born. And I had a tough time. I mean, it, it, was, it was the most exciting time in my life having Zoe. My mom died uh, 10 days before Zoe was born mm-hmm. very suddenly. I had a lot of trouble. I, I, it was hard dealing with it, and and luckily, Pam and I were able to talk to each other, but certain things that, that came out of nowhere, a friend of mine that I ran into at El Pollo Loco, uh, David Singer, who is, a, who is a, a a booker for NFL Network, I've known him for, for 15 years, just happened to walk in and sit down next to me and say, I heard about your mom, how are you doing, this and that, how's it going, I know you're going to have a kid soon, and, and it was a conversation that I just needed to have with somebody. And I I, I, I walked home, I went home and I told my wife, I said, said, I think God sent me David Singer. And she goes, what are you talking about? And I said, he, he just walked into a Pollo Loco and he saw me and he came over and sat and we talked and it was great. And certain things, you, you, don't, uh, you don't realize how that's going to help you. You know, another thing I, I read about, you know, if, if there's somebody that's, that's gone that you can't talk to, write them a letter. And, and you would, you will be surprised how good you feel after you write them a letter and talk about your feelings because you feel like you're actually talking to them. And that helped. I mean, there's so many things and it, it's look, it's, it's different things for different people, obviously, you know, and you, you go, if everybody has different ways, they deal with tragedy and, de- and, and, and deal with things like that. Those are just a couple of things that I can tell you helped me that I, I, I don't know how I would have done if I didn't have those things How would, I have been able to bounce back and be able to do things normally help is awesome. And, and, and the more people you can talk to about something, the better off you're going to be. And trust me, if you, if you try to hold on to it and, and, and try to be one of those, I'm an Island, I can do it. You might be able to do it for a while, but eventually it's going to change your personality. It's going to change your outlook. It's going to change who you are. Find somebody you, you trust and talk to them about it. And like I said, if it wants to be professional, it can be professional. It doesn't need to be. just needs to be somebody you trust or someone who somehow just drops into your life for you know 20 minutes that you never forget about. And that this is you know 12 years later, and I still think about that conversation I had with David Singer.
6: Yeah, I mean, as you and I have talked about, and all during the pandemic, you know, reaching out, making sure folks are okay, physically mentally this all is taking a toll on people and you you don't know what what everybody's dealing with you know we're in a creative business uh we know many people uh self-included ride a roller coaster of emotions for some people in your life it becomes too much to deal with that's just the way it goes but you need to find some outlet somebody to talk to the letter writing as you say uh some take it as an opportunity to shame i won't name him Uh, Everybody's watched it on the internet today a billion times. Uh, Abhorrent statements uh, related to mental health, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Wish Dak Prescott well, and for everybody else that's experiencing the same. If you haven't checked in on folks because this pandemic went on a little longer uh, than you thought, right? You checked in back in March and April. It's September. The calendar changed. Today is World Suicide Prevention Day. Just let people know you're thinking of them.
5: Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. Uh, again, just an important thing to know that, look, it, it, it's a brave thing for Dak Prescott to talk about it because, look, the guy's the quarterback of the Cowboys. He knows he's going to get some kind of, of people looking down on him and going, oh, come on, man. It's a really difficult thing to do. And, and hopefully Dak Prescott talking about it, that's going to help other people, and, and hopefully it continues to help him as he goes through this because that's a really, really important thing. 877 on Fox, 877 6369 is the phone number. Uh, Lowe's is working harder than ever to help pros get the job done with a dedicated team of associates. Associates who only serve pros they stock the top rated brands you need or for curbside loading and can even deliver right to the job site services like that's why Lowe's is the new home for pros so the chiefs right now first in goal at the one yard line they lead the Texans 24-7 who will be in the end zone next will it be the Fresh Prince also on the way oh boy we have to get to the Lakers and the Rockets
3: Yeesh, for the Rockets it's coming up next Fox Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
1: Do you love Selena?
3: Like, really love?
1: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
0: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico studios, where it is officially a route. In the fourth quarter in Kansas City, Garbage Tyreek time. Hill gets a touchdown. Uh, Patrick Mahomes throws his third touchdown of the night. Three-yard pass to Tyreek Hill. Butker's extra point is good. Kansas City now leads the Texans 31-7, just under 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So it's not going to be a great NFL night for Houston It's also not going to be a great NBA night for Houston. Uh, (laughs) We'll have more on the NFL game coming up in about 10 minutes, but... uh we watched what could largely be described as a going-through-the-motions game from the Houston Rockets. And I don't mean to the point where the Rockets seem like they quit, but they seem like they're resigned to the fact that they're going to lose this series. The Lakers win in a game in which they controlled the entire way, 110-100. to 100. They lead the series three games to one. Magic Johnson says it's over now, but okay, but they still have to play a couple more games. But watching Houston play... It it, James Harden was just not the same. Uh, You know, he had a horrendous night tonight. He only took 11 shots. He looked good from the foul line. (laughs) He was great from the free throw line. I don't know why they sent him to the kept sending. He he was missing everything. Why do you keep sending him to the free throw line? Uh, he only takes 11 shots. He scores 21 points and, and never leads the Rockets anywhere close to winning this game. Uh, it's not that I saw the Rockets quit. It's just that I felt like they just don't have an answer for anything right now. What do we do? And they seem mentally defeated. And this is stunning because, look, if I had known the Rockets were going to turn to this team, I would have never picked them to go to the NBA Finals. But, you know, anytime, Mike, something doesn't make sense. I always know there's a hole in the center of our donut. There's a donut <laughs> with a hole in the center, and in the center it is another donut hole. It has another donut entirely, and our donut is not a donut at all. There's something, there's a hole in the Rockets right now because this doesn't make sense how suddenly they went from after Game 2 in the first round, it was going to be hot knife through butter, and then they struggled to get past Oklahoma City, and here they are, they're going to go out. I, I don't even know why we need Game 5. We probably don't. Uh, the Lakers are going to move on. But something is going on with the Rockets that we don't know about because suddenly to go from here's how great things are, the small ball is working, we boat race them the first two games, and then a couple of things all happen at once. Russell Westbrook comes back from injury. Suddenly that crazy rumor that the Pacers would hire Mike D'Antoni if he becomes available crops up. And look, Woj had it and, and, and it was very underreported because why are we talking about this when the Rockets are they're having a great season? They, they turn their team into a small ball. Look what they're doing. And James Harden's lack of killer instinct all kind of cropped up at the same time. So those three things, and now and and forget about the whole COVID, you know, COVID, no COVID last night. When you listen, that that's a we still want to know what the hell's story. going on there. Oh, that's, still a know big, that's a big, a huge, on.
6: huge uh, discrepancies and 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 gaps. It is in that story. It,
5: it doesn't have enough to do with with those three things no. coming coming up together on the heels of that. Westbrook comes back, D'Antoni could be available rumors, Harden suddenly becomes a a passive step back and and Westbrook is a guy taking over. Something's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about something that fit and, and it could be anything it could be boy d'antoni's on his way out and he knows it and the players are pissed or harden and westbrook just aren't getting along even though they wanted to play together i mean they were the guys who wanted to play together last year and everything was going to be great something's happening with the rockets that we don't know about and and i don't know how it's going to manifest itself but something i would not be and this is just me watching them play and seeing how things are just different they're different for them than they were just a week and a half ago something is going on that we don't know we're going to find out eventually because we always do, but something's happening with them that's not just, boy, the Lakers are beating them on the court. Something else is happening.
6: Yeah, I mean, we've seen the, the Lakers go to bully ball. That's certainly the case because you got nobody that's going to contend with LeBron going into the low post or Anthony Davis down there. So you see that. You see their numbers accordingly, but the, the shrinking away by James Harden and the look, he, he gave you a lot of defense at, at points in this series and last, and then there's just from an offensive standpoint, suddenly becomes passive. One of the guys that we talk about as one of the great scorers we've ever seen is suddenly passive. Now, there's there's also the rumor that they blow everything up, right? That it's also um, Daryl Morey going out the door with it and that you have a complete rebuild. So, curiosity in the planet Houston.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, something's happening. I don't know, but something we don't know about is what's going on. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, we got more on the biggest story of the day, the opening night of the NFL season, and why the fans have a heavy burden.
2: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I
5: walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie
2: because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love?
1: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.